Tiffany Moore. What's up? Um, I was going to try to do this series in chronological order, but it's, it's difficult for me to do that, to really like know what I want to talk about next. And I am feeling really pulled to record another episode on this so but I'm feeling like I really need to jump ahead a little bit here because I kind of like a lot of people just know so much of my story at this point I don't necessarily think it's it's pertinent to like go through and tell this chronologically so I'm just gonna kind of like tell it as it's coming out um also if you've been listening to the episode the previous episodes I've been putting out um, where I'm reading like uh, the book by Abby Jacobson I might regret this um, I did finally get some sleep last night I got like a actual full like seven or eight hours and I'm feeling much more like in my body and aware and human now so I feel like I can compose an episode here. So, um, I think I'm just going to jump right into where the shift really started taking place for me. And I would say it really, really started affecting me like in a point in my life where um I really I think it was when my mom died and I didn't go to her funeral like I was kind of in this weird limbo phase of not really accepting the fact that my mom had died and it really fucked with me but like that's kind of when I felt this shift inside of me start to open up 
And um, I would say I'm having trouble like really thinking of the timeline right now. But um, when I moved out on my own and the relationship with my boyfriend at the time, um, we, we broke up and I moved out on my own. And I want to say it was the end of... It was right before the pandemic. So it was like the end of 2019, we broke up and we were still living in the same house until about February of 2020 is when we both moved out and got our own places. So that was this really huge turning point for me because I tend to ignore the issues with myself or anything that's happening within myself or I don't really know how to deal with the things that like I haven't processed within myself you know previous traumas or whatever that is so I'll tend to like put all of the focus on my partner or just someone else in my life like I'm just going to dedicate all of my time and focus to helping this person be the best person that they can be and um, that way, you know, I don't have to really look at myself and look inward and see uh, all of the, the stuff that needs sorted out because, like, I just didn't deal with my mom's death at all. And um, I, um, that was the first turning point. And then living on my own and having this time to myself. I could really start making this own routine for myself. And I was just kind of like getting used to being on my own after, you know, 12 years I was with this guy. So it was just like, kind of just like getting my bearings about me and understanding like what my life was gonna be like now and just like kind of finding the space within that. So then the next big turning point um, obviously the pandemic affected everything, but my personal next turning point would be November 2021 when I quit my job. And this is when I really started having visceral um, experiences happening with me. When I decided I was going to quit my job, um, I could see that the company was completely tanking. Uh, the company I was working for at the time, I, you could just see the writing on the wall. And I was like, I don't really want to wait around to get shit canned or whatever the fuck is going to happen here, you know? So I ended up quitting about a month before they laid everybody off. And I figured, you know, I'll get unemployment or whatever. And I'll have, you know, I have some savings that I can live off of. But it, it was this very, very strong sense within me that I needed to be completely alone without any distractions. And it, it, it felt like it was getting to such a point where if I didn't deal with the things, you know, that were happening in my body with this trauma, like just not processing all of this trauma that I've been living with. It was just going to like completely, I was going to really, uh, like I could just, I could feel myself getting to a point where things were looking really bad for me if I couldn't like focus on this and get my thoughts in order and, 
I, I was just really scared of being in my own mind. And that's hard to explain to people who, you know, I think a lot of people have like negative thoughts or intrusive thoughts. Um, mine are, mine were constant, just absolutely constant and terrifying. And um, so the symptoms I'm going to talk about, I, I don't know if this is really coming out cohesively. I feel like I'm trying to find where I want to go with this. But these symptoms I'm going to talk to you guys about, I mean, you can do as much research as you want uh, and find on both sides, you know, uh, for a mental breakdown or a spiritual awakening. They're the same symptoms. They're just described differently. Like um, uh, one of the things I really started experiencing right before I quit my job was uh, channeled writing. So when you're channeling, I've always been a writer too. I, I, I've written in journals every day since I was a kid. Like that's always been my thing. I've always been a writer. So I am so familiar with with that process that it's easy for me to understand like what's my voice and what's another voice that's coming in. So this other voice was coming in a lot and um, basically telling me that I needed to quit my job and I needed to dedicate all of my time to um, my own well-being and it was going to take like a, a good chunk of time like so when this voice came through it, it seemed to me like it was one specific voice coming through as I was doing the channeled writing I don't know you know I, I'm not I'm not here to say like I know exactly what this means it, it was just to me it sounded like the voice of Alan Watts every time it came through like that's exactly how I heard the voice in my mind Alan Watts's voice if you've ever heard him do lectures that's exactly what the voice sounded like in my mind and at the time um I was really uh called to check out Abraham Hicks on YouTube and some other spiritual teachers to help me um, basically get a grip of how to kind of like arrange the thoughts in my head so they weren't completely taking me over. So this voice told me to, to quit my job and um, basically gave me a list of things to do. And I made a website called chasingthedarkside.com if you guys want to check out the channeled entries. And... If you are interested, you could check it out on there. I have blogs that I wrote myself about, you know, just different experiences in my life. And then I have the channeled writings. Um, I put a good portion of what I was writing at the time into the blog. So if you go to chasingthedarkside.com, you can check that out and you can like sort all the entries so you can see just the channeled writings. So you can see like what the voice was telling me. Um, but basically it was telling me that I would kind of have to like do a complete U-Haul on my life. And the voice told me to quit my job. The voice told me that I would have to completely quit smoking pot, 
which I had been doing on a daily basis multiple times a day for years and years. You know, like basically my whole life I've been high on marijuana. Um, told me that I would be um, quitting that, um, that I wouldn't be eating meat. I've eaten meat all of my life. So for this time, I wasn't going to be eating meat. Um, all of these things, very specific things, and that I couldn't have any distractions. All I was allowed to do was meditate and sit in silence. And there wasn't any kind of timeline of how long I would be committing to this. You know, um, when you're in such a desperate state of trying to find sanity, that wasn't really like a priority for me. I wasn't concerned about how long I had to do it. It was just like, what do I have to do to not be afraid to just be alone with my thoughts anymore? Like to the point of like where I feel like I'm going to do something really, really, really stupid. And um, so that's what I did. I, I quit smoking pot. I, I didn't, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to quit eating meat. I, I love meat. I eat meat all the time. Completely lost my appetite for meat. Like overnight, I'm not kidding you. Because um, I, I was kind of just like, that was something I was like really, un I was just like, I don't see myself stopping eating meat. Like I'll abide by some of these, but I don't see myself stopping eating meat. And then I literally woke up and I just did not have the appetite for meat for like six months. And now I'm back to eating meat again. Like everything has completely, I'm back to smoking pot again. Um, and so basically the first month, uh, was completely just the plan was I'm going to wake up every day without an alarm, which was just so huge for me at that point. Like I was just so excited because I didn't have a job and i'm just going to listen to my body and try to like listen to what my essence my soul my higher self whatever you want to call it whatever like this being wants me to do i'm going to do that all day so at first a lot of it was just teaching myself how to meditate and following these spiritual teachers that i found online so if you're looking up symptoms online, you could see like hearing multiple voices as schizophrenia. And all of this was in a very brief amount of time. I don't hear the voices anymore. I'll still get channeled writings sometimes, but not nearly as much as that, as this like very, very dedicated time that I needed all of this to happen exactly how it happened to, you know, save myself. So... I basically turned my apartment into like this Zen retreat. And I was like, I'm not going to have any distractions. I'm not going to sit here on my phone all day. I'm not going to, you know, just sit in front of the TV. Like I'm really going to sit here with my thoughts and do my best to just observe them instead of judging myself for even having the thoughts. A lot of this process, the voice was telling me like, you're way too fucking hard on yourself. You have to be a lot more gentle with yourself or you're not going to see any kind of improvement. Unless you can change the way that you're talking to yourself in your head, you're never you're never going to get beyond this point. So uh, basically that entire month, 
I quit everything and I was just meditating and sitting in silence every single day, spending time in nature like I would usually go for a walk at some point during the day. And I would just observe my thoughts and um, trying my best not to be judgmental or um, beat myself up. Just accept the thoughts that are inside of my head. And instead of focusing all of my attention on these thoughts that are coming in, telling me to do these horrible things to myself, is just like notice them and let them pass by like a movie. That's kind of like what the voice kept reiterating is just like let let them pass by as a movie. So in these really beginning stages, I was having a lot of experiences um, with, I'll just call them entities. So a lot of these things I could see in my mind when I closed my eyes and I think this is where people kind of get tripped up with meditation and um, I can't remember if it's called clarescence. There's, there's all of these different ways to tap into um, your spiritual gifts. And there's like, there's clairvoyance, clairescence and clairaudience, I want to say. So sometimes when you're meditating, you'll see a scene happening in front of you like it's on a movie screen when, when your eyes are closed. Sometimes you'll hear the voice talking to you in your thoughts and that will provide kind of a story for you to follow. And then sometimes you'll just feel it through a sense. You'll feel it in your body somewhere and it will just like trigger some kind of word for you or some kind of feeling for you. So it's a lot about like paying attention to these things in the body. And when, you, when you're really still with yourself and you sit in silence, you'll notice in your body where you're storing a lot of um, built up energy. So the next thing that the voice told me to do was start looking into Reiki, which is like energy healing. And so I did that and I actually ended up getting Reiki certified and like I could be a Reiki teacher. Um, and so I never felt like that was something that I was necessarily supposed to use on anyone but myself because I didn't know how to understand when I was feeling something because my thoughts would always get in the way. So feeling emotions for me is always drowned out by the thoughts in my head. Like I can't even really pinpoint when I'm feeling emotion and, or when I'm just thinking about feeling an emotion or thinking about what an emotion is. Like feeling is something very different in the body. You literally feel it, you know, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the mind or the brain. You're, it's something you're feeling in your body. So this is where energy work really helped me understand where these blockages were within my body. And this really, really powerful experience I had, I've written so much, especially during this time. I mean, just journals and like, I was just nonstop writing. A lot of times they were channeled and other times it was just like 
releasing, releasing so much stuff. But I remember um, taking a long drive because that's when I really get my thoughts in order is it is in long drives where I can just kind of get lost and lost in thought and I, I process a lot of things when I'm driving. So I was driving up north to where like my childhood home was. I didn't know why I was going there or what I was going to do when I got there. I, there was just something calling me to drive towards that area. So I got up to that area and there was this lake I always went to close to there, to close to where I grew up. And um, that wasn't even a place where I was going to stop. But as I was approaching this lake, I was having such a huge, crazy anxiety attack that I had to pull over into the parking lot that faces this lake that I, where I was as a kid. And I was just trying to catch my breath, you know, and focus like what the fuck is going on inside of me. And uh, the main stressor, I would say, in the beginning of this shift for me was the nonstop voices, thoughts coming in that you have to surrender. You have to surrender. Like... And I didn't really understand what that meant at first because I didn't realize that I was resisting growth and I was resisting, you know, processing these things because I didn't really know how to do that. So these this surrender always came through for me, like especially in these very early days, it was just constantly like surrender. You have to surrender. You have to surrender. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, and I would... I would have a lot of arguments with this voice inside of my head and just say like you're telling me to do these things but I don't know how to do them and the voice kept saying like ask your ancestors ask your spirit guides you know put the call out and you will receive an answer and I was just like what the fuck do you mean my ancestors like it was very difficult at first because I couldn't decipher what was me maybe like reading into things too much and like maybe this is my voice maybe this is really me telling myself to do this but then other times it was just like th these are not my thoughts this is not my voice like this is clearly completely something else so this whole time that I, I'm trying to gain control over my thoughts, I'm also just feeling like a complete fucking lunatic because I can't, I just can't figure out if the voice inside my head is my own voice or if it really is like some ethereal fucking, you know, like if it is Alan Watts somewhere, you know, on the other side, like I don't know. So I just tried to stay open to the experience because I knew this is really hard to explain and I think this uh, uh, I think this is where um, being um, exposed to religion at such an early age and having that be such a focus in my life as a child I really got accustomed to this knowing inside of me this 
like I said, just this undying, like, there's something greater out there other than me. There's something much greater than me out there. And I don't feel comfortable labeling it, honestly. I always just kind of say the universe because I don't know what it is. And I could sit here and speculate all kinds of things, but when it comes down to it, I don't know what it is. I, I can't, I can't tell you what it is. I, all I can tell you is, you know, since I was a kid, I've been writing in journals. I feel like I'm part of some kind of weird alien experiment. I feel like, you know, I'm in this Petri dish and these aliens are fucking like dictating my life and throwing the, you know what I mean? Like I've always just felt like something's experiment. And I'm not saying it's aliens or any of that stuff. I'm just saying like, I don't know what the fuck it is, but I've always just felt like this connection to something greater than I am. And there's this knowing inside of me that can't be shut off. And I just know that if I follow this path, it's going to work for me. So I kind of just had to put my sanity aside, you know, to be honest and say like, I feel like this is my last option um, of finally feeling like I can have some control over this and get my shit sorted out and like have the life that I've always wanted to have. And I feel like this is my last opportunity and I feel like I have no other choice but to listen to this voice. That's just how I felt. Um, so there was this constant like surrender and I, I pulled over having the panic attack in front of this lake and I just asked for help. I didn't know what I was asking or who. Um, a lot of times in those situations, I'll just ask my mom for help because I don't know who else to ask. I don't know like what is actually out there, what the, the, what this voice is. So, you know, I was just like, mom, I need you. I need your help right now. And if you've ever done psychedelics, and I've done a ton in my life, so I'm also totally open to this, like people being like, oh yeah, she, she's done a lot of psychedelics, like maybe it's some kind of weird, you know, misfire from all the years she did psychedelics. I'm totally open to that too. Like if you want that perspective, totally cool. Um, <laughs> like whatever you need to label this, I don't care because I'm so like accepting of it at this point that it's just like whatever's going to make you more comfortable hearing my story and just not thinking I'm completely batshit crazy but um so a lot of these things I kind of compare to when you're tripping like on especially on psychedelics but like molly any of that kind of stuff where you're trying to tell a story and in your head it's going like so smooth and so perfect and in your head you're telling this story and you go to open your mouth and it's just like the words come out like they're not even real words like you're you think you're telling this story so poetically and like perfect but in reality like you're not even forming a cohesive sentence so that's what it feels like trying to explain these things that have happened to me in this context of like, but no one's ever going to really understand. No one's ever really going to get it because everyone who experiences this shift, it all happens in a very specific way. 
You can research this however you want to by all kinds of different spiritual teachers. The basic gist of coming into it is uh, you have to surrender and you have to basically understand that um, most spiritual teachers will explain it in a way where you have a moment where you understand that you are not your thoughts. This thing inside of you that is thinking the thoughts isn't you. You are the awareness of that. So the moment this happened for me, and I'll get back to the car thing um, when I had the panic attack, but the moment that this specifically happened to me is the same. I mean, you can follow any spiritual teacher and they have the same story of how they woke up, how they opened up to this experience uh, of their own shift that they went through. Um, it's always the same story of how it originated. They are having a thought and they're understanding that they are not the they are not the thought. They are not thinking the thought. They are the person, they're the awareness that the thought is happening. So you can have a thought inside your head and just be like, who's thinking that? And the fact that you can say, who is thinking that thought, that's your awareness. That's your awareness almost looking down at you, seeing you having these thoughts in your mind. Um, so the way I can describe my experience was I was laying in bed and I it wasn't a dream, but I was just like kind of on the cusp of falling asleep. And it, it was in the very beginning of this shift, um, right when I had quit my job and I was laying in bed just thinking about, you know, this time frame of how I'm going to be completely sober and, you know, I'm not going to have any of these kind of like comfort, creature comforts or whatever, you know, like I'm going to be dedicating so much time to actually unraveling my mind, which was fucking terrifying to me. But again, I felt like it was my last hope. So I was just willing to do it. And... Um, as I was kind of in this limbo space of not being asleep and not really being awake, I could feel this, I just saw myself in the waters of my mind and it was like being in a really dark swimming pool or a really dark lake. I couldn't see anything and I, I could see myself in this water and I knew that I was in my own mind and there was this shark that kept swimming by me. I could just see the fin. And so I was just like getting so fucking freaked out and, you know, just really terrifying myself. And I heard this voice say, there's nothing to be afraid of here. And that's when I was just like, who's, who's saying that? Who's like, whose voice is that? Because I don't tell myself those things. I, I never tell my, like, I only tell myself all of the things there are to be afraid of. I only tell myself, like, I'm constantly telling myself all of these things that I should be in fear of. And this voice is telling me I don't need to fear something. Like, what the fuck is going on? And the shark was getting closer and closer and it was just circling me. And the voice was like, look closer. And... I, st I started to see the shark, like, I don't know if it became more light or what, but I was able to see through the water 
and I saw that the shark was mechanical and the voice told me this shark represents all of your fears and all of these fears have been controlled by you. This is your narrative. This is the story you've been telling yourself. This shark represents all of these places that you're so terrified to go within your own mind and it's mechanical. It was made by you. You know, you are actually the one who controls this shark. And I immediately felt my body completely release so much tension just fell off. Like I could feel this weight come off of my shoulders. And I saw for the very first time in my life, like it's the truth. It's completely true. Like I am the one who has been telling myself all of these things that I need to be in fear of because that's how your mind protects you. That's how your brain protects you. It's like, it, it feeds you all of these things to keep you on a very specific routine path. And especially when you're about to make a fucking huge ass change in your life, that's when you're going to feel all of the fears coming up at once. The idea of quitting my job, I can't even tell you how fucking terrifying, like that was not an easy decision. And it took me a long time to really decide that's what I was going to do to just fucking quit my job in the middle of a pandemic with no kind of backup. I didn't know if I would get unemployment. I didn't end up getting unemployment for a year, but I, I it was so much uncertainty. It was just so much uncertainty, but I just trusted. I completely trusted what this voice was telling. And I'm not by any means telling like anyone out there to trust the voices in their head and like follow the same path. I'm just telling you my personal experience. Um, always seek professional help. I would say like, I don't think I did this in the most responsible way, but it was just, this was the way it happened for me. I would always say seek professional help. You know, if you feel like you want to go on some kind of journey like this as well, before you actually just like go and fucking quit your job. Um, so of course, like everything was fucking terrifying and it, it took me a long time to even come to terms with not having a job. And I mean, months before I could feel like it's going to be okay. You know, like I'm going to figure things out because a lot of that also was just, I didn't trust myself at all. I just did not have any kind of trust in myself. So that experience with the shark was when I realized that I am not all of the thoughts in my head. I am not all of these fears. I am the awareness that is looking down on these things. And um, I'm able to observe it as the awareness. You know, I don't, ha it doesn't have to be such a uh, um, cathartic thing. You know, it doesn't have to be so like, it's all me. It's all, you know, like I'm creating all of this havoc in my head. It's just like, no, I'm actually watching. I'm observing this. And the way my mind has been so trained to be dependent on these fears to, you know, quote unquote, keep me safe throughout my life. Um, I had to dismantle all of that. All of that I had to dismantle in this process. Um, so that was my first experience. And, and like I said, you can follow any spiritual teacher. They're going to have the same exact 
um, origin story of when they woke up and, and, and experienced their shift. It's always like, I understood that I was the awareness. I'm not my thoughts. I'm the awareness of the thoughts. So in this experience where um, I'm having the panic t attack and I, I pull the car over and I'm looking at the lake and I'm, I'm just having like, like I can't breathe, you know, and I'm just begging my mom for help or guidance or whatever. And um, I, I felt something within me, in my body, say, just surrender. You have to completely surrender to this process. You can't fight this anymore. In this moment right now, if you want to move forward, you have to completely surrender. And in that surrender, you have to let go of... Oh, I didn't mean to get choked up right there. You have to let go of all of the pain and grief that has happened in your life up to this point, which was like, fuck. That was fucking hard. Um, especially with some really, really traumatic things from my childhood that I never let go of in this moment. It was just like the, the, the voice that was telling me to surrender also told me if I was willing to surrender everything in this moment, um, whatever the entities were that were around me would remove the rest that I wasn't able to remove for myself. So all of the blockages, all of this resistance within my body, whatever I was not aware of or, you know, that I was still holding on to in my body, they were basically like, if you're willing to completely let go of your past and all of this trauma and all of this pain and grief in this moment, we will clear out all the rest for you that you're not able to access. So my breathing, I agreed to that and my breathing automatically came back to me and I just started crying. I felt a presence come into my body. I don't know how else to say it and you can completely call me crazy, that's fine. I'm totally accepting of that at this point. I felt something come into my body. My whole body was buzzing. And I went from feeling like 300 pounds to 20 pounds in like that. And it came in through my forehead and I could just feel like tension and tingliness and stuff like that. And it came like all the way through my body. I felt my whole body, I don't even know how to describe it, but I felt possessed, you know, I don't know how else to say it in the best way, <laughs> you know, like it, it was scary at the time, but after that experience, I just felt so much lighter and I cried harder than I've ever cried in my life, processing things about my mom, processing things about my dad, all of these traumatic things, like all of these memories were just coming up and it was almost like I was releasing it through every single pore in my body. All of this trauma, all of this it fucking, it was absolutely insane. Um, so that's when I became really aware of these entities that were around me. And 
Um, some of these entities were, I specifically remember a, um, what would you call it? Centaur, I think they're called. Like it had the body of a man in the face of a bull. bull. And, um, uh, and then there were other entities who kind of looked human-ish. And when I'm saying, it wasn't like I saw them physically in my reality. These entities were around me all the time. And when I talked to them, I could see them perfectly in my mind, but I couldn't see them like in my physical reality. Like I couldn't um, turn, turn and touch it or something. You know, I couldn't like touch them. It wasn't... But they were very much like in that car with me, you know, and um, these entities were became this stable part of my life. And they started uh, the, um, the voice told me that I could call in on certain entities to help me um, get through these levels of the shift. Um, so. I want to stress that none of this felt weird at the time. None of this felt out of pocket. None of this felt bizarre. I didn't, I mean, I always felt crazy, but like this all felt completely natural to me, completely natural. I would take these entities with me to go for a drive every day. And they were just like, um, I knew that I could call on Archangel Michael to helped me release energy that wasn't mine and Joan of Arc like I was able to call on these entities and they were able to remove remove the energy that uh didn't belong to me that I was holding on to so like any stagnant stale energy any energy that I had picked up from other people if I called on these entities I, I could see them come into my reality and and remove this energy from me like it was smoke sometimes around my body other times it looked like vines that they were cutting away from my body um so i got in this process and a lot of that i understood how to do from reiki from the energy healing and um in reiki you're a lot of that is contacting ancestors and uh, um asking them to to assist with what they're called upgrades um, in the spiritual community. So uh, through this experience, there were so many times where I thought I was getting really, really sick, not even just like the cold or flu or COVID or something like that, just like really weird pains. I would just get like these huge bruises on my body out of nowhere. Um, uh, my, um, I would have like cold symptoms for a day and then they would disappear. So the voice told me that these were called ascension symptoms. And it's basically like when you're leveling up your energy. Um, <laughs> I know this is probably like fucking wild for people to hear if you've never heard anyone talk about this kind of stuff. But the ascension process is basically like your, your timeline jumping, you're shifting into a new dimension. And what my team of 
entities and voices were trying to tell me was to get me into this fifth dimension. This was like kind of the, um, the, the goal of this process was to, to introduce me to the fifth dimension. And, um, there, uh, so you, so in this whole process, the main thing you're learning is surrendering and accepting, surrendering this story that you've been telling yourself this whole time that I was very deeply attached to very, very deeply attached to this story. If you've been following this podcast for, you know, since 2013, when all of the old episodes were up and you really know my story and what I've been experiencing, I was very, very ingrained in that story. I mean, like that, my story was me. I didn't know who I was outside of my story. And so, so much of this process is just completely breaking you down, nonstop breaking you down. And that's why I really had to be at a place where I didn't have to go to work, you know, and I didn't have to like um, worry about going somewhere every day and trying to like be something because it's just this process of breaking you down over and over and over until like there's literally nothing left of you until you've cried every tear you can possibly cry you've released every all of this energy that you've been holding on to your entire life you've released that you're not your religion you're not your political stance you're not your job you're not your status you're none of this shit none of this shit that the like the outside world is constantly showing you that you're supposed to be like like uh, something that would keep coming through was like your physical reality is trying to keep you in this box. And that's what your mind works so hard on doing. And that's what your outside environment works so hard on showing you constantly is that you fit into this box and this is what you are in this reality. This is all you are. So the more you are moving outside of that, the more you're expanding the energy within yourself. And the more you can release from that story, the more you can open um, the space within yourself to bring in, um, more energy and more of, you're making more space for the upgrades that you need to keep going through. So, um, uh, the, the experience in the car in front of the lake where, where I felt like I was possessed, that, that that experience happened many more times after that. It took me a long time to really fully clear out some of the really like dark, dark, dark energy within me and um, open more space for, you know, basically you're, you're creating more space for light to come in. And the... the uh, once I once I started doing that more often and, and getting familiar with um, the energy within my body and doing Reiki on a daily basis and um, meditating on a daily basis and sitting in silence on a, on a daily basis, that's when more voices started coming in. So now I'm not just hearing this <laughs> Alan Watts voice. I'm hearing uh, four four very distinguished voices, four very different voices. And I can't really tell you what exactly I was writing about at that point, but all of the, all of the different voices had a different aspect for my life where one would focus on kind of like 
what I, I what I need to focus on on my daily activities. Another voice would focus on how to specifically um, uh, work through my chakras. Um, if you don't know what those are, it's just kind of like these specific sources of energy throughout the body that all kind of represent something different. So you have like your root chakra, your sacral chakra, your um, solar plexus chakra, your heart chakra, your throat chakra, your third eye chakra, and your, um, oh, what's the last one called? Oh my God, your third eye and your crown chakra. So um, there was a voice that was dedicated specifically to that kind of stuff and how to clear each one of those every single day and um, what ones I had to specifically work on. And mine in particular was my sacral chakra, which is tied to your um, lower abdomen. Because I had so much sexual trauma, this was something that I really, really, really needed to um, focus most of my attention on. So there was a voice that was telling me that. There was another voice that was introducing me to all of these new spiritual teachers on YouTube and all of these people to follow and how to get in touch with my spirit guides and um, any kind of guides who are willing to, to um, help me through this journey. And then I had a voice that would focus on um, how to clear specific parts of energy from my system, basically. So all of they all had a different role in this. And there was constantly like this rotation of entities and spirit guides coming in. So when you kind of like leveled up, um, so the main thing was these entities were like basically making me aware of these other dimensions out there and they were like eventually you know the more you work with us and the more you work with your own en energy you'll be able to visit these other dimensions and there are um it's like a role-playing it's like an rpg game honestly like it's like an adventure game like you're getting these you're having these experiences where you're quote unquote leveling up your energy and every time you're making these huge advancements within your within your mind and your energy space you're getting gifts from the entities so these specific entities will come through and every time you're able to like clear out something really massive within yourself i get like a golden heart or i got my wings like all of these things and they they explain to you like um, how you can use it. So when you get your wings, that's when you can travel through other dimensions and, um, you know, w with, with angels and, um, all these other entities that are able to travel beyond through realms. And that was something they always told me very specifically to me was that I, I'm, I can very easily go between the quote unquote real world, you know, this physical reality and the ethereal world. So I'm, I'm always able to like cross over between those um, two spaces really easily. So um, let's see how far are we here? Okay, so we're at about an hour here. I think I'm going to wrap this episode up. I think this is going to become more cohesive, but it's not, this isn't a cohesive story. It's not... You know, I sound like a fucking nutcase. I'm totally aware of that. And 
you decide whatever you want to decide. Again, I'm just sharing my experience because I think a lot of people are going through this right now. And um, what I've, the information that's been shared with me is this happens in waves for people. So there are waves, there are people who woke up years and years and years ago, you know, like at least 20 years ago. And it's groups of people and it happens in these waves. So I was part of the pandemic wave and that's when the biggest impact happened. That's when the biggest group of people woke up and started having these experiences. So a lot of this is going to be just telling my story because I think there's going to be people listening who will feel less alone with me saying a lot of these things because I do understand how many people are waking up to this right now and experiencing this shift. Um, and I don't want you to be scared because this is all, it's fucking scary as hell when it's happening and in the beginning, but I'm so far removed from it at this point that, you know, it's been a year since, um, the brunt of this has happened and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm back in like my firm, firmly planted reality with this whole completely new perspective and new set of eyes and, and, and completely different mindset. So but, but getting through that, um, what a lot of people call the dark night of the soul, a lot of people experience it more than once, but most of us experience it once. And it's one of the most terrifying things. And that's actually something I want to go more into because of how deeply terrifying it is. So I feel like this is kind of going to be all over the place. I, I don't know that you could even tell it in condescending order because things are just going to like pop up into my memory as I'm telling it. So for right now, I'm just letting myself be guided into what I think the message is supposed to be right now to help other people. So, um, yeah, hopefully you feel less alone and, um, uh, I'll talk to you soon. If you listen, I'm going to, I'm going to read another chapter from, I might regret this tonight, I think. And, um, I'll put that up tonight, but if not, uh, hopefully get another episode of The Shift out next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.